Chopper suit convos. We back. How you living, Jamal? Hey, man, I'm living good, man. I'm just, you know, hitting the spinneroni through these streets. You know what I'm saying? That's how good I'm feeling. Uh-oh. C-A-P. You know you what I'm saying? already know what time it is, man. Summer's over. How would you rate your summer in 2023? My summer started off real strong. Went to the Bahamas, went to Key West, had fun on the cruise. Um... DJ the dope ass uh event in Maryland, DJ in Brooklyn, and then I chilled out for a little bit. You know, I just I took it a little easy. Then the end of the summer was kind of turned. You know, what I mean, I had a lot of DJ gigs, DJs and pool parties, DJ in New York again. Um, just did a lot of stuff at the end of the summer out of nowhere that I didn't expect to happen. You know what I'm saying? So. It was cool. It was a nice, chill summer. I didn't really do too much. Nice. Maybe because I did everything in the beginning, but, you know, it was a good summer. Yeah, it was a fun summer. It was it was, uh, yeah, it was nice weather, you know, not too crazy. It wasn't too humid. The pollen wasn't tripping too much. It was a lot of fun stuff to do in the city, you know. Did you enjoy uh, the any, you know, marketed and branded events? Like uh, the Hip Hop 50 or anything like that? You didn't go no. to the Watermelon Festival? No, I didn't. I messed up. I'm not going to Boiler Room DC. but it's mm. Who performed there? A bevy of DJs. Who was the main person that you were upset you missed? Not really upset, but there's a DJ named DJ Matthias. That's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> There's someone else uh named Waffles. That's pretty dope. With DJ Waffles from South Africa? Uh, I don't know. But um The Woman? I think so. Yeah, yeah, Missy Elliott just met her. Yeah, I think it is her. But um, yeah, you know, that was just that would have just been dope. It was last weekend and I kind of loafed on it, so I'm kind of upset about that. But it's all good, you know what I'm saying? I saw one DJ playing uh this fiend, Travis Scott, um like an edit of that, but I played it in New York like two weeks before that, so I was kind of happy. Like, yeah, I still be on my shit. Play the exact same one because I have like two different Fiend edits, like uh, like kind of like house remixes or like, um, yeah, body popping remixes or like uh Jersey Club remixes of it, and he played the one that I played up there, which was pretty dope. Which so, body popping version? Um, I don't know. I have to look at my laptop to to find out which one it is. I forgot like exactly who it who it's by, but that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I was in Manassas a lot this summer. Uh, it was fun. Went to the MLS event. You know, got to see Arsenal win the skills competition. Got to meet some of the people from AFTV. Uh yeah, you know, go out of town, make a couple of trips, go on some scouting plays, you know. It was cool, it was cool. This summer, I think let me know that next summer is gonna get more active. I got a feeling that next summer is gonna be dangerous. Same actually. Huh? I, I feel the same way, honestly. Like next summer is about to be <laughs> on another level. Like I'm gonna be living in another location. Yeah. 
be turned up to the max. Like, so I'm excited for next summer. Mm-hmm. I might have to Vegas or something. Word, yeah, you got to do a big. I haven't been there yet, so yeah, I'll I'll be down with that. Yeah, I already know what to do when I'm out there, player. Don't even worry about it. The itinerary is good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Osei's a Vegas veteran too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, and he's got he's got some homies out there. So yeah, that that should be fun. But uh, you know, today we got to salute one of the greatest rappers of all time. He's definitely I think a top 5 rapper of all time, probably even top 3. Weezy F Baby, aka Little Wayne, aka Tunchi. Yeah, all that, you know, Dwayne, Michael Carter Jr. He turns 41 today, representing Holly Grove, the 17th Ward, dropped many classic mixtapes like Apple and Eagle. To, what? 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 Apple and Eagle. You said what? Apple and Eagle. Eagle. Hey, man. That's get the streets. Hey, man. Get out of here. Apple and Eagle. Yeah, Weezy, baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm geeked. Yeah, there you go. I was talking about, yeah, the projects, you know, of course, Dedication 2, you know, Drought 3, classic albums, Carter 2, Carter 3, you know, many countless legendary verses and hooks. What's your favorite Lil Wayne song of all time, Jamal, if you had to pick? The first one that comes to mind, because I have many of them, is Birdman Jr. Mm. I love that song a lot. Um, I can't, but that's like a real hard thing to do. Like Lil Wayne has so many songs that uh, that I just absolutely love a lot. Um, I love Money on My Mind a lot. Um, I love uh, what I call her. Miss Butter Pecan Caramel, Southern Belle, She Hotter Than the Summer Danielle. I love that joint. Um, it's just a lot, man. Wayne is that dude, man. I literally grew up with Wayne. I had I had a gold I had two goldfish when I was in third grade and I named them uh Turk and Wayne. Like literally, it's the true story. Third man, grade. Dan, you're the only Turk fan I've learned to realize. That's tight. Yeah, I used to like Turk a lot when I was a kid. I actually I liked him a little bit more than Wayne as a kid. I could tell. Turk was my nigga. He had a cool ass flow and a cool voice. Pause. <laughs> he did. Like that's well, why Black balled himself from the Hot Boy tour, man. So hey, and that's why um his part on that song, uh, Hot Girl, is the best verse. I well, I don't even remember his verse. I need a project chick, a hood rat chick. One and then I took that idea. She got my head with it. And then I even dreaming I said it on Tiny Desk. He was like, I know Turkey hate me right now. He probably punched me in my face if he see me. But this song wouldn't be nothing without his verse. Every, anytime I perform this song, everybody say that verse the most. That's what deep yeah. uh, said on Tiny Desk. But mm-hmm. but yeah, Wayne, man. I even love um Bring Him Back. I bumped Neck of the Woods today in the gym. I, if you know that's him and Birdman, I play Neck of the Woods a lot. Like, I, like that's like a low era for Cash Money Condom. That's like when they were, like, finding themselves after Manny. But they still put out some classics during that time. This you know show. I mean? So I like the way of life, flying the bins with the fished out fins. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a Wayne head. Like, I remember him 
like I said, since third grade. Uh, like I literally grew up with this guy, so he still can rap pretty good. Yeah, he still can do his thing. Of course, not to the same level, but he is still he is still able to rap on a high level. He definitely cooked Nas on his album. I think Wayne had the best verse on that album. Um, my favorite little Wayne song is probably hey, I'm taking it back to the old school. The block is hot. Uh with his with hot boys, I'm gonna say neighborhood superstar. Um, with Birdman, I gotta. I might have to go with the leather so soft was my jam. Um, what else? Money on my mind was my jam. Um, Alchemist skit with a uh, currency on dedication one is one of my favorites. Um, of course his verse on Canon on dedication two the remix, crazy. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think. My favorite. Dang, there used to be this uh Wayne joint. I used to bump. You know, he has too many. On I think it was the Drought is Over Four, one of the unofficial mixtapes. I got to try to find that track list. But uh, oh yeah, I liked his um joint when he rapped on the Tupac joint. That's what niggas do. I'ma smoke weed because that's what niggas do. I'ma have a gun because that's what niggas do. I love his verse on that. On the whole song for real, my bad. Yeah, but <laughs> oh god, because that's what niggas do. Because that's you what... understand me. Yeah, Tupac was turned up. I never that's heard what... that interview clip before. So that so hearing it mixed with the beat and how Wayne was flowing on the track was crazy. Yeah, Wayne for me, the greatest rappers of all time. Number one, Jay-Z, number two, Tupac, number three, Lil Wayne. Number four, Nas, and number five, uh, Eminem. I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah, you got to give it to Marshall. Really? Yeah, he did a lot, man. Even just lose it. <laughs> yeah, you got to give him. I'm not putting Drake in the top five yet, or Kendrick or Biggie. That's like the next three, and then Drake is probably, in there. huh? Drake is already in there. You said who? Drake is in there. Nah, he ain't. He's, in the top five. I'm not even a Drake fan. It's easy. Yeah, man. Too easy. This shit. All right, so he's over Eminem then. Yeah. All right, so sorry, Marshall. Got a better rap career. Easily. Yeah. But people will say Eminem has more classic albums. If you care care about that, he has more bigger songs. Not really. That mean more to people. It's Eminem's first two. After that, it's not really like people like the Eminem show. Also, I do too. I like Mosh. I'm uh, saying people think he has three classic albums. But nah, it's Drake's above him easily. Whoa. Eminem had his pulse on like the whole game for ten years straight. Yeah, but, like, but, but does it matter that he's dominating? Do you care about sliders? Like, all right, Drake's been dominating for a decade, but this is the weakest era of rap, so it's easier. It should be easier to dominate this era. It's not like Eminem. Eminem was going against real beasts. Prime Jay-Z, Prime Nas, Outkast was still around. Mob DB was going against legendary niggas thought they prime while Drake had the open so way. People you said made a lot more a lot of better music than him. Huh? A lot of those people you said made a lot of better music, a lot better music than him. Like 
that H and I C album, I bet you a lot of people put that above a lot of Eminem albums. I was bumping H I N C this week. I'll I'll talk about that later. But my brother was too on Sunday. He was bumping that shit because he was talking about how he never was a Mob Deep fan, but when that H and I C album came out, he he knew what time it was. Shout out my brother Nana. That was the New York stuff he played the most. Mob Deep and Prodigy. Oh yeah, and real quick, I also got to say Eminem on that Soldier Destiny's Child song. He went stupid. I also like being Lil Wayne. Yeah, Lil Wayne on that Soldier Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah, you said Eminem. I was like, whoa, he was on that. <laughs> and I also like um his Mike Jones um remix. Uh, Mister oh, Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit cranks. And I also love the damage is done. That used to be my shit too. The damage. Oh, the damage is done. And that was like a dope beat. Oh, yeah, I got to shout out uh, the No Ceilings mixtape. People love that tape, you know. I think that's like his last classic mixtape when we were freshmen in college. I mean, uh, that dropped a lot of people. It leaked early. That was like the first mixtape I ever heard of leaking. And he killed We Taking Over. He killed um, the um, damn... Um, Damn right, I kissed my daddy. That joint wasn't that <laughs> sick. Wasn't that a Jay Z beat? No, that's we taking over. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not. That's yeah, it's we taking over when he raps on it on the drought three. Oh, by himself, right? Yeah. I th- what's the one where he says he beat it, but I am Louise. That's be not, the not, we taking, not we taking over. Hey. I think it is. It was, might be the same song. Oh, uh, anyways, but um, and he also killed Holla at Me, DJ Khaled's first single, which I loved a lot because it had Paul Wall on it. I was a Paul Wall fan at the time. Rick Ross was floating on that shit. Wayne killed it on the intro, and then little that little Chico Pitbull even killed his verse at the end. I I loved that song when it came out. So, like, it's just I can keep going on and on and on and on when, when it comes to Lil Wayne, man. It's like. I didn't even say Canon. Like Canon was like the craziest shit that Yeah, I, I shot it out Canon. You know, you don't gotta worry about it. I saluted it. When that came out, that was like the craziest shit we yeah, ever it was taking over a lot. Freeway, that was the biggest freeway ever was down here. Yeah, like <laughs> and I think it was someone else's beat. Yeah, I think it was a freeway song first or something. One of those brothers. And then Amelie was even crazy when that came out. Like, yeah, that like, yeah, that's the most, you know. That's the most remixes and versions of everybody wanted to rap on that beat. That was when people like Common were like, yeah, he's the best, basically. Whoa, Common. Yeah, Carter 3 was when it was undeniable. Because it was like, you can talk about, you can kind of hate on the subject matter or whatever, but when y'all hip-hop ass niggas, this is that hip-hop shit. Like, he's literally just rapping. Yeah, he is a hip hop nigga. Lil Wayne is a hip hop hip hop nigga. He's one of the most beloved rappers everywhere, and one of the reasons why New York embraced him is because you know he started. You know he is a New York nigga, basically from New Orleans, like Jay Electronica. They're the New Orleans New Yorky boys. Who his favorite rapper is Jay Z. He learned how to rap with Dipset and all that. So yeah, he has that. He's a punchline rapper. That's oh yeah, work. and then make it work, Jewels and Jeezy. Oh my God, that beat was stupid when it came yeah. out. And then I'm only gonna say a few more, a few more. Then 
Damn, I forgot what I was gonna say. Shit. Shout out to Magic on a dedication three where he rapped on Woodwill on Auto Tune and he killed it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, man. Shout out, he's the third big timer. So all that big timer stuff, he's dominates most of it. He's on it. I'm only 14. I'm a big timer. I wanted to be Lil Wayne when I was a kid. Yeah, he was our he's our Michael Jackson, nigga. We grew up with him since we were like six years old when we first seen Hot Boys. What Wing you Wing. call it? Nah, 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 hot boy. We on fire. It's the first time I was, we wanted to be a hot boys. That, that was our boy band. He coined the he coined bling bling and dropped it like it's hot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? You know. And then he was he, so good as a kid, Manny Fresh said he had to work hard for the block is hard. The block is hot beat. That's why that beat goes so crazy. Cause Wayne was going stupid. And that's one of the best usage of the Trigger Man samples ever. It probably is the best Trigger Man sample usage ever. Because Wayne went, that's the crazy first single, too. That's why Turk was under pressure. He didn't have, he didn't get to have a solo album until, like, 2001. It was, it was, it was too hot for him. With Lalo. Um, <laughs> then Wayne even killed the fucking Chris Brown joint. Young Carter. Harder than a mother, boy. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he, he has a lot of great verses. You with Lloyd, you know, yeah, lo- yeah, like it's just, it's yeah, it's girls. Of- that's why he's number three all time, man. He has it all. He has girl songs, he has street songs, he has party songs, he has legendary choruses, he has great verses, he has everything, he has great mixtapes, albums, popularized. He was, in a, he was in a group, he has. He has a classic and as a group, and he's like a legendary group member, legendary soul artist. He has a lot of stuff. That's why, yeah, like, to, if someone says Lil Wayne is the greatest rapper ever, I can't say nothing. Hey, I got him number three. So if I got you that high, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, like you mentioned, Drake. Yeah, you could say Drake is number five because. I think you can make a sensible argument that Lil Wayne is the greatest, Jay-Z, Tupac, Nas, with now his recent resurgence, if you rate it that high, combined with what he's done in the past. And then, yeah, Drake can have a claim by, you know, dominating the weakest era in rap history, in modern rap history. That that means that people call Tom Brady the greatest, and he went against the weakest defenses. Yeah, exactly. So you can, the same thing, correct. And... How many iconic defenses did he face in the Super Bowl? He beat Seattle, that's one, and that's about it, right? Yeah, and yeah, but against that Giants D-line, you saw what happened. <laughs> and they weren't even a legendary defense. They just had a sick pass rush. That D-line was iconic, though. That's a sick pass rush. Then they lost Michael Strahan, and it didn't matter four or five years later because Jason Pierre-Paul still had all ten of his hands, remember? Or finger, had, excuse me. And Drake and Drake's tuck rule is his ghostwriting thing. So what's his what's his a uh, deflate gate? Because you know the Patriots got a lot of controversy, man. Deflate <laughs> gate. Oh yeah, lying about his dad not being in his life, trying to connect with black people, trying to like, get an absentee tea. father. I was gonna say the push your T stuff. Yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. That's a part of it, like Drake. How now little Yachty and Drake's friends are trying to act like Pusha T was a suburban dude, a fake street dude. Drake is a fake. He's really fake. Talking about started from the bottom. Hey, man, come on, man. Stop it. 
you grew up well. I know your parents didn't stay married. That's why Pusha T was bullying him. I know your parents staying, not staying married hurt you. You mad that I grew up in a two-parent household and I was still able to thug it through and act bad. But a lot of people do that. Like Jadakiss, a lot of people grew up in a two-parent household and were street people. But see, Canadians don't understand that. And suburban boys like Little Yachty. Boy, your daddy was a photographer for shooting pictures for the Roots Erica Badu, and you were credit card scamming? Stop it. And a blood? Miles McCollum? What, what's your name, Little Yachty? Cut it out. Anywho, shout out to Little Wayne, man. You a legend. Where we at, man? I almost want to not say Jay-Z's the greatest, almost. Hey, man, that's cool. But if Drake is number five, then Jay-Z has to be number one. Why not? He didn't oh, die, man. Okay. He can't make it hits. If you're talking about who lasted long, he has a hit song in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s. He was still, and he's still rapping great in the 2020s. Yeah, that's true. He's the greatest, but I almost want to put Tupac above him still. Hey, man, sorry. You you died at 25, big bro. You are an icon, so, but that's why you're legendary still to this day. Like, your legacy has gotten better as time has passed while Biggie's has fallen off and looks more dodgy because, you know, two albums and, you know, you know how shady that East Coast, West Coast beef is when you really look into it. Those New York boys were really bad trying to act like they were good boys, not doing nothing. You know, you already knew the truth. You're a Tupac fan. Tupac's your favorite rapper ever, so you already knew the truth. But it took... I knew the truth, but Tupac was tripping, though, too. Yeah, he was tripping, but hey, they were all kids misbehaving. They were all tripping, but yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. Because, yeah, we're 32, bro. They were 23, 24, 25, 22 going through this stuff. So imagine what we... You know what we was like when we was young. We was moving geek, too, so hey... Imagine when you have money and celebrity around you and all that stuff. It can get hectic. And then you get shot. Hey, man, it's a lot. But, yeah, I feel like that's a solid top five. But, yeah, I do put Drake above Eminem. You know, Eminem's, like, one of the best if we talk about just straight, like, skills. And so do your second five. Just, all right, I said my top five. Do Do your top five, and then we'll do the second five. And then, yeah, you know. Um, Damn, that's hard as shit. Um, my second five. Or no, w- w- you agree with that top five that I said? Jay-Z, Tupac, Wayne, Nas, and Drake. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with that. Oh, yeah. you don't have Drake over Nas? I thought you would have that. Nah, I wouldn't. I would not. Then my next five, I would have to say Eminem, um... I'm like kind of old school, so I'm putting Rakim in the top ten. Hey man, <laughs> I, I am putting him in there. Um, so Rakim number seven, okay. Well, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know about this order, but I'm putting Biggie in there. Um, this shit hard. I don't know. It sucks. I'll be looking at all the Snoops and stuff. Those kind of rappers, and it's like they kind of all like just like even out to me like none of them really stand out like the people that i just mentioned but i will say it's still j cole is not in no fucking top 10 for me and people have have to say his name for then what i never was gonna say his name what's that people have kind of convinced me on kendrick a little bit 
but I'm still he has like, a nah. place. I, he he denied has, it. Section 80, Good Kid, Mad City, to pimp a butterfly, entitled Unmastered. Damn. And even people are starting to like this. Mr. Brown, the Big Steppers, his last album. His yeah. discography is crazy, man. He has a case, but I'm still not like easily sold on him. It's being... not like he has two albums. He has six projects you can evaluate. And even go back to section uh to sorry, uh the Kendrick Lamar EP and OD. He has like eight projects you can really like he has a good discography. I just almost don't great discography, think... one of the greatest ever. And I think Kanye should get more love. Put Kanye in your top ten. He's in He's my, my top ten favorite. I might have to put Kanye number five over Drake, man. I don't give a damn. I don't know. Kanye's in my top. Well, nah, his 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 after Dark Twisted Fantasy shit, all his, that. His discography oh. is still better than Drake. After Dark Twisted Fantasy, all of those albums are. Yeah, shit. but that's what I'm saying. His first Brad. five albums are better than all of Drake's. Drake's best album ain't better than Kanye's first five albums. I just, I just know that. But do you after, care more about Drake's hit records more? He had that the hit they, records outweighs the great albums. Is that your slider? Um, I mean, I'll put Kanye above Drake. I'm yeah, I'm putting his Kanye number five, Drake year six, Eminem seven, uh, Biggie eight, uh, LL Cool J nine. And then number 10, hmm, I might put Ice Cube. That's crazy Cube always gets up there. Yeah, because you got to give him his props for NWA and then his solo career, especially his first three, first two albums for sure, and Lethal Weapon EP. And then, yeah, his third album, Predator, with Today's a Good Day and Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself, great singles. But yeah, number ten, number ten, I might pick. It's either yeah, it's either Rakim or KRS maybe. But LL is the best. He's the best old nigga. I'm giving him his props for the '80s, '90s, 2000s. One beefs has great songs. Lasted longer than all them niggas. I'm LL's the best '80s nigga. My dad used to say LL was the greatest in like the '90s and shit. When people kept talking about Tupac and Biggie after they died, and people were mentioning Jay Z. Old niggas think LA really um LL, LL was the I mean he created Goat. Goat is his. He he is his album that he was called that. I mean, they said what Waka's uh uncle Bimmy takes credit for. I think he was like, Yeah, LL, you like the goat. He tried to say, I told LL that, but hey, it was on LL's album. Yeah, he said it first. So and he does have the claim, like he was the first nigga that hey, I got a hit in the golden eras of hip hop. Then I got, I was still was doing numbers in the commercial era. And then I even have hits in the 2000s, nigga. And I won beefs. If you care about all that, I won beefs. I have classic songs. I have classic albums. I have girl songs. I have dance songs. I have lyrical songs that niggas like. I have storytelling songs. Like, yeah, LL, he's focused. And you can ask Osei, man. He, he used to have his dad cop the all-world LL Cool J album. We used to bump that joint a lot. Like, LL is next, bro. He, he's a legendary. He really is, like, a true legend, for real. So, oh, yeah, he's in my top 10. Yeah, so, yeah, number nine, LL, and then number 10. Yeah, it might be either Rakim or KRS. But he said Ice Cube was number nine. No, I said, I said number 10, Ice Cube, but 
LL's number nine. But number 10, I said Ice Cube, but now I'm like, eh, maybe Rakim or KRS. I don't know. KRS kind of has a longer run than Ice Cube, and that's funny. The thing about me is I don't really, like, KRS is a lot of, like, I'm used to, like, the singles niggas. He's, like, a B-cut nigga, but I believe what people are saying because he's a lot of niggas' favorites ever. All I know about is, like, uh, Criminal Minded and then a... That's all I really know about. Yeah, yeah, he lasted. That's what I'm saying. In the 90s, he had, like, Black Cop, all that stuff, and he had to that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. That came out like 96, 97. By then, Rakim was out of there, bro. <laughs> Rakim, I think, well, he kind of did come back again in the 2000s with a so seductive, thinking of Master Plan, I'm going to say so my contagious. verse again. Contagious. <laughs> She's so contagious. Did, did you like his verse on that? I don't remember it. Whoa. <laughs> I just like putting Rakim up there because like... That's how he modernized rap? And yeah, taught people how to slow down and honor them their flow. Yeah, I think that's a big deal. It is. It's a big innovation in rap. For so sure. you know, Chuck D is another. If we talking about like '80s niggas, Chuck D is in there, of course. Run, yeah, he's in the like top twenty for sure. Chuck Runs D. in there. Runs in there. Run was a really good rapper. Um, I don't rate Run as highly, but yeah, come on, '80s niggas. Like out of the '80s niggas, Runs in there. Yeah, he's up there for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, Belly Mel, I don't really... All I know is like one song. <laughs> I put well, Curtis Bell above him. Now you know two songs, man. The Message and, uh, uh, you know, the White uh, 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 uh. I don't know that shit. I put... I put oh, you don't know White Lines? Nah, I put Curtis Bell above him. Whoa, because of the breaks and basketball. Yeah. All right. That's what's up, man. That was good hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Curtis Blows that nigga. I put too short above Melly Man. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I got too short in E40 top 30 rappers of all time. You never did your top 50, did you? Remember you were supposed to do that 50 years of hip hop, top 50 rappers. We talked about the Billboard vibe list. Yeah, you never never did that, huh? We did kind of do a top 10 right now. And Redman's better than Method Man. Of course, everybody knows that. Method Man is not a top 50 rapper of all time. I don't want to get punched by like how Joe Budden did, but that's what Joe Budden was saying back then. In 2009, he was like, hey, man, I don't rate Method Man that highly, and he was right. So Kiss isn't top five dead or alive? Of course not. <laughs> in the top 50, though, I'll give him that. Oh, man. But uh, when it comes to evaluating artists, do you rate um, songs more than albums? Because I was having this convo with Osei, and he was talking about, like, hey, I don't rate, he's talking about how albums, like, rating things, artists by their albums is a dated concept. And he brought up, like, verses as an example, like, hey, man. It's just about the hits. How many hits you got? Do you feel the same way? How do you evaluate that? No, I think albums matter, but I'm just confused why like y'all Drake fans hate on his album so much. I don't get it. I'm not, a not a Drake fan. fan. I don't get I'll it. Say he had the classic. Take care is a classic, but it ain't better than no Kanye album in his prime. I just don't understand like not being a Drake fan. 
why his fans love him so much but hate on his albums and feel like there's stuff missing is it because he gets too poppy they don't like his new stuff i don't know he does too much i don't know i think his drake's all like every time is 2011 to 2015 you could argue he dropped three great projects in a row with take care nothing was the same which recently celebrated its 10th year anniversary a few days ago and then if you're reading this is too late but that's where he messed up he called if you're reading this is too late a mixtape if he called that an album i think people would say he has three classic albums in a row i i like i think nothing is the same that's my favorite drake project that joint's dope and i think it's his most cohesive because it's 13 tracks he even said that's his favorite album so you know i think drake does have a good discography at the beginning but then even views is pretty good but it's too long and then that's when you have scorpion you made a double album kind of uneven but it has a lot of hits on it and then uh what do you do certified lover boy and people don't like honestly never mind but i fuck with that i think that's a top five drake project in his career and then people uh seem to like the 21 and drake project and i've noticed that a lot of people now are showing love to what a time to be alive you know it got a lot of hate when it came out but now it seems like people love it now so i think people do like his discography i mean if you think he's a top five nigga you gotta respect his discography but yeah, I got Kanye over him. Number five, Kanye, six, Drake. And he's the sixth guy. He'll like that. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I think Kanye's first four albums are amazing. Five, really. And I like Yeezus. I was hating on it a few months ago when I talked yeah. about it on the 10th. But it's not bad. It's all right. I like that weird stuff. It's when he gets on that Pablo bullshit. <laughs> that sucks. Whoa. <laughs> Pablo sucks. Um, Jesus I don't think it stinks. It's just, Pablo sucks. Pablo yeah, fucking yeah. sucks. If you like Pablo, anybody out there that's listening, if you like life with Pablo, you should put some water in your hand and slap the shit out of yourself. <laughs> that's why he keeps making all this bullshit because y'all let him slide. Let me see. All right. Ultra Light Beam, great song. Bash. It's good. It's good. That's you a beautiful don't like gospel song, music. Right? You're not a child of God. That's the beautiful morning song, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, you don't know that song exactly. Don't speak. Trash. Um, fucking. I'll just stretch my hand is the at bleach asshole song. Bound two. Fucking disgusting. That's on Yeezus, man. Where you at, man? I don't Keep give a fuck. Blurs together. That shit yeah. is. Fucking it's three years apart, man. Don't Famous. use CTE now. Slow Famous. to CTE. Famous. Father right. stretch my hands in part two and. Famous, great beat, but nah. Feedback, great beat, but nah. Low lights, just a sample. Highlights, and yeah, yeah. The life of Pablo and uh, Freestyle Four, great beat and uh, Waves, cool song. I like that song. Basically, turning to Nicki Minaj at this point in his career, where she F says, "My life." Uh, I think it was okay. Real Friends is great song. Wolves, waste. Oh. That song is disgusting. 30 man. Hours, Fire, No More Parties in L.A., Fire, 
Stop, that shit sucks. Fade, fire, Saint Pablo, fire. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Fade. a it's a mid album. My body popper because I like Fade. Everybody likes Fade. I said it was fire. Yeah, out of it's twenty songs on the life of Pablo. How many do I rate highly? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, out of <laughs> out of the twenty songs, I like seven. So yeah, I agree with you. It's Huffy. This is yeah. This is the beginning of the downfall. Wolves makes me want to do do something I can't even say. Like it's a trigger one. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Hey, that famous that. beat, shout out to Havoc, man. God bless you. That that famous beat is crazy. God damn it. And and shot, yeah, see, yeah, Swiss Beats was making noise. He didn't even do nothing on that beat. See, he just likes talking on people's stuff. That and beat like, is yeah, Havoc went crazy on that. Rest in peace, Prodigy. I knew he would, I know he would kill that, but uh Father stretched my hands, shout out to Metro and those guys. He killed that beat, but Kanye wasted it. So how yeah. long you spending a mile all day, nigga? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like the live performance, but as, in a record form, it wasn't good. Shout out to Allen Kingdom in Minnesota. Shout out to Theophilus London. Thank he you, Skepta. Missing for a while, but we found him. Thank you, Skepta. Yeah, yeah. You know, Skepta provided all the blacks on stage. Had Lionel Richie spooked, but but <laughs> but uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, but oh uh, wait, wait. I'm gonna give Kanye some love. I've been bumping Christian Dior flow. I've been bumping Good Friday this last like month. Yeah, Good Fridays, you can count that as a project. That's a great project too. Yeah, like I gotta give him love for that. Like he was on to some shit around that time. That was before Dark Twisted of Fantasy, right? Yeah. And then um, yeah, it was a part of the promo for it. Yeah, like Good Friday is like a um, beautiful song. It's like sad and happy at the same time. And then like they all just kill it, and Cuddy kills the hook. But Christian Dior didn't flow to me is the best song out of that bunch to me. And then also looking for troubles and shit too. Best J. Cole verse of his career. He still hasn't tapped in. But that Christian Dior denim flow, man, that shit cranks so hard, man. Yeah, man. Even Ryan Leslie killed his verse. Shout out to Charlie Wilson on Lord, 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 you know, going crazy. Oh, yeah. That's that that's was- one of my favorite Good Friday joints. So I'll give Kanye credit for that. Like I said, shout out to Don't Stop uh, with uh, Pharrell yeah. Lupe. That's my jam. I love that song. I like that's the that, uh, that's that 2008's Pharrell type production. That's I think when Nerd was working on Seeing Sounds. You listen to Seeing Sounds, you listen to that beat, you blow. Like, oh, yeah, it is that area. U.S. Placers is better. Yeah, it is. it's us Placers, Geeker. But yeah, yeah, it's better. But Don't Stop is fire. But um. Speaking of J. Cole, you know, why did <laughs> why did he Colin Kaepernick give him a letter to ask the NFL or specifically the New York Jets to let him join the practice squad? Why did he choose J. Cole as his messenger? I feel so bad because I feel like I was like with Kaepernick when he was kneeling, but I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> Just go away. You're not playing ever again. It's been seven years. I think you had a chance. He I don't compared, know. See, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just have to say this real quick. I want you to cook. I just want to say this real quick. This brother said the NFL was like the plantation. Now you've been twerking to get back on the plantation the last five years. What's going on? What's that? I don't believe that, nigga. I feel like somebody's just telling him to do it or something. Like, 
I don't even <laughs> believe that nigga really wants to play. Like, according if you if you let Jamel Hill, <laughs> Jamel Hill's annoying ass tell it. He uh didn't really get a fair chance and some other bullshit. But supposedly he had a chance and he did that weird high school shit. And <laughs> every time I see his stupid ass afro, I get annoyed. I'm like, why are we still talking about this nigga, man? Get this nigga out of here. Because he keeps trying to come back in the NFL. That's why, man. Oh, hey, bro. He nailed it. Hey, man, he's 35, and he said, I just want to be on the practice squad, bro. I just want to be around niggas. Go fucking play in Canada or the XFL, nigga. Like, what's wrong with Yeah, nah, he just wants to be in the NFL, you know? And his last year, he his team, uh, they were 1-10. in He started 11 games, played in 12, 59% completion percentage, 2,241 yards. 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, uh, 6.8 yards per pass. He was sacked 36 times and ran four, 468 yards, two touchdowns. So not bad, but nothing special. The hey. the touchdown to interception ratio was amazing, but, you know. Hey, man, when you fucking protest, dog, like, be able to speak and shit. Be able to express yourself. This motherfucker wasn't even like explaining himself really. Like he was like yeah, he being... wasn't talking. He was mute. He uh, that's why a lot of people like me were skeptical. I was like, hey man, this brother's just gonna kneel and not talk. He really just gonna be a mute and not articulate himself. So I was like, all right, hey, good luck. I wasn't that's even awesome. really watching football at that time. You know, I I banned myself from the sport. Cause I was tired of that nonsense of the Redskins. When he was playing, though, he was dope. I loved Kaepernick when he was balling. He was fun to watch. In his prime, but, yeah, he was cool. I remember when he was balling, like against the Packers in the playoffs, doing it big against Seattle. Like that rivalry was crazy. Yeah, he was tight to watch in his prime. She was crazy. It was like him, RG three, Russell. That shit was fun. Like that's when I knew like the NFL was like really turned up now, but. Yeah, man. Like he just his his um his strategy was just wrong. Like he didn't execute it. His intentions, you know I me, mean? I like good intentions, but I like execution. Yeah, I know you had good intentions, but I like execution. So he didn't execute it very well, but he had good intentions. So I'll give him his props for that. But you know, like I said, man, you gotta just you gotta either be articulate or have somebody else speak for you. Or just shut the fuck up and get your money, man. Because obviously you didn't stop shit. I mean, you try to bring awareness. I respect that. Can never say I don't respect that. But at the end of the day, what did it do? Now you can't even make as much money and help like you really could have if you would have made more money. Yeah, did you? You didn't want to buy that Kaepernick Nike merch? No. I just thought he had more money. He would be able to help way more than he did. And he, if he was a better quarterback, he would still be in the NFL. See, they can blackball you when you just die. Well, you know, but when you're nice, they won't. They won't let you sit down. But hey, it is what it is. It's unfortunate. He did have a nice run. I think it's his nice run as a quarterback is like um twenty. Is it was, it was a nice quick one. Twenty <laughs> twenty. Give you twenty. Uh. Yeah, 2012 to 2014. 2012, he played seven games. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was a short yeah. run, you know. But. And this is a message out here to all of our choppers and chopettes. Mm. Dan, finally, 
agrees with using miles per hour to explain how fast people run. He made fun of me for about two years because I said Raheem Mostert ran 22 miles per hour in a game and Tyreek Hill still hasn't beat uh, Raheem Mostert's 20, uh, his miles per hour in a game yet. At least not this season he hasn't. Tyreek's number one now, but Dan and now. And number for, two. For some reason, Dan rates it. Yeah, because um, Tyreek Hill, I've been saying for years that he's midget Mac Randy Moss, and instead he has a higher uh, work ethic and discipline. So I've been proven right. I even heard Jason Whitlock say that Tyreek Hill is little Randy Moss. I was like, wow. He sees the game the same way as me. I didn't even play football. And How I do y'all call him football. Ball. I don't get that. Yeah, I know. It's because he's because of how he uh his jump, you know, how he mosses people. He has a high catch radius point. His speed is ungodly, like how Randy Moss was. Oh, definitely and, <laughs> ungodly. And he's a and he's an underrated route runner, like Randy Moss was. People think Randy Moss and Tyreek Hill only do fly routes and post corners. They actually know how to run routes and do stuff. And how defenses have to tilt their whole secondary and schemes to shade him. You already know every time those brothers on the field, there's a safety shading in them. They trying to double him. That's what Tyreek Hill does. And that's why Mike McDaniel, from what I've been seeing in uh, videos People like thinking football, making videos about the schematic system that Mike McDaniel's been doing, how he's like the best play caller in the NFL. He's using Tyreek Hill in motion a lot to get that nigga running in full speed, running that niggas, spooking people. And a lot of people are copying that stuff, trying to put their fastest receiver, their shiftiest receiver in motion. And he puts Tyreek Hill, he lines them up everywhere in the slot at the tight end spot, at the X, at the Z. See, I've I've been watching stuff because I, I like Mike McDaniel and I like Tyreek Hill. And Tua Tangavaloa is left-handed. He's the only one holding it down for us. So I like hearing about the Miami Dolphins and them dropping 70 on the Broncos' heads. And we're going to talk about it again on Ring Culture because D'Lo's a Broncos fan. <laughs> and um, do you think uh, this – Miami team is the team that Andy Reid has been trying to build his whole career. Yeah, he had Tyree Kill and he didn't want to pay him. See, that's why he that's why I don't think they're gonna really do as be as special this year. I think Kansas City, you know how it is. When you have two Hall of Fame all-time greats like they do with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and then I was gonna mention him too, because yeah, he is a Hall of Famer all-time great, but I think kind of I think his decline is kind of beginning. You can see the wear and tear is kind of starting on him. Unfortunately, that you know all that abuse is starting to he's starting to miss more games, and you know how it is. You see that roster, Jamal. You watch the game very well. No, nah, I think that the I'm, t- I'm just saying this because he's the undisputed number one, number two, number three option. He's getting hit more and getting hurt more. I think that they don't Tyreek, even have Juju. They don't even have Juju this year. Who's their number Travis, one? I think Travis Kelsey got like another good five, six years. Tight ends last a long time. I also think that the Chiefs 
Not if Taylor Swift tells him to turn it in. He'll have to sit down. The Chiefs can still win the Super Bowl because people were very quiet about them all year last year. And I kept saying last year. Nah, last year they were balling. People recognized. No, I'm trying to tell you. On a week-to-week basis, people were naming every team but them to be the Super Bowl favorite. Well, that's the mainstream media. You know they're trash, Jamal. I'm talking about knowledgeable people that aren't just trying to be clickbaity. From what I saw, because I like to look at different podcasts. I like to listen to Bill Simmons, look at uh, people like Michael Lombardi, um, uh, what's it called? Chris Sims. Those people, like, people were talking about how the Chiefs were balling because they weren't 14 and three. The mainstream media are stupid. If you don't recognize the team going 14 and three, being a contender to win the Super Bowl, you're an idiot. They were the number one seed in the conference. Who didn't see them coming? They mentioned everybody. That's why Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. Like, niggas, if you watch them, I didn't even watch them that much, but I even could see, oh, yeah, they're nice because I remember seeing Isaiah Pacheco for the first time. Like, whoa, they got a tight power back. And just looking at how they're you know, he's not all he's not a power back. He's not a power back. But I mean from like he the is, week, he is. He's, he's, he's a physical runner. That's why he was like an undrafted nigga. He's 216, 220. He's a power back. He ain't fast. Yeah, he looks little. That's probably why I'm saying that. He, yeah, he's, he's 220. Not a fast. Yeah, he's shifty. He's he ain't he don't have straight line speed. But um, I mean I'm speaking mainly for like the week seven, week eight. By the time like week 16, 17 came around, they started mentioning them again. But like, I like, I knew that shit like from the beginning. Like basically I just, I, didn't, I ain't gonna say I knew. I just don't count out um Patrick Mahomes. I just don't do that. So like I, I think say, this year is different for them. They got a lot of things to deal with. Have they paid Chris Jones yet? Paid him for one year. Okay. Um, but um, oh yeah, I forgot he had to take that three sixty, just like a Saquon Barkley took that one year joint. He probably not complaining. He getting twenty four million in one year. Yeah, sorry, but hey, he wants more. Yeah, but hey, at least he gets explore options or like just you know what I mean. Like that's almost better for NFL players to get short shorter deals. Mm-hmm. Niggas be getting hurt. <laughs> Niggas be getting hurt. Hey, yeah, Chris Jones is 29. He turns 30 next year. Hey, man, who's going to give him a big bag next year? The decline begins for pass rusher. That's why they didn't want to pay him. I don't know. Pass rushers be kind of lasting a long time. Yeah, as backups, nigga. Not oh, getting big money. Like Julius Peppers, Michael Strahan, even Javon Curse, after all his injuries, still came back. Like, for the Eagles, it was effective. Like, pass rushers, Jared Allen played for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Reggie White had another resurgence with the Eagles. Uh, name and all, yeah, he's a defense. Name defensive tackles now. You all your name was DNs. Name the defensive tackles that last long. Hey man, Albert Haynes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he was dead. Uh, <laughs> he went he to came to Washington and died. You know that boy. Um, when you were a Titans fan, you know he came to Washington. Colts. Um, damn, what was his name? He used to be good at that. Yeah, he's so good. We don't know his name. Ah, because he's from the 2000s. <laughs> Whoa, so your CTE's kicking in? Damn, I'm trying to think. What was his name? Dwight Freeney's a defensive end. Yeah. Oh, damn, that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, Mathis is a defensive end. That's what I'm saying. You you can't yeah, make defensive tackles that last long, boy. Yeah, I'm talking about Dwight Freeney. Because they don't. That's why Aaron Donald talking about retired last year. He's like, hey, Chris man. Jones does it all. Huh? Chris Jones does it all. Yeah, but he's a D-tackle. They line, that's when he made that sack. Against Joe Burrow, he was outside. Yeah, that's one of the few times he, they do it on 
pass down uh pass rush situations third downs mostly but 85 percent 90 percent of the time he's a d tackle i feel like john randall lasted a good amount more set hey man warren Sapp was burnt when he went to oakland as soon as he left tampa bay he was done Sue and Dominican Sue lasted a good a long time. Hey man, that brother felt yeah, he had a good prime and then he fell off. That's my point. You can last, but you're not going. That's my point. Like a great example. I'm happy you mentioned it. And Dominican Sue, his last Pro Bowl year, he was 29. Warren Sapp, his last Pro Bowl year, he was 31. Uh, who else did you mention? J- uh, Randall. What was his John. first name? John. John Randall. John Randall. His last All-Pro year was when? Let me see. Um, That's crazy, though. The ends last longer, because I was about to say Bruce Smith. Whoa. J- okay, John Randall. Yeah, he had his last his last. Uh, Pro Bowl year was when he was 34. Yeah, he lasted long, and that's a good one. And yep, John Henderson was pretty good. You said who? John Henderson. Oh, the guy in Jacksonville was he the one that wanted to get slapped before games? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, his last. That's, like some, shot, that's like some uh shot of Wale shit. His last Pro Bowl year, he was 27. Man. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, Chris Jones. That's the thing. You think basically you're just hoping he's John Randall because everybody else, if that he wants a long term deal, hypothetically, if you give him a three year deal, he's 33. You might have one great year and then he's done on most models. Unless you hope he's Jonathan Randall, then you can give him a five year deal and not sweat it. But that's the thing you got to wonder because. He's hit his peak at the at 25 to his year 28 seasons. His year 29 season is now. So we'll see if he – I think he'll still perform at a high level this year. I'm sure he will. That's crazy, That's crazy to me that um the ends last longer. Because they're skinnier, Jamal. Come on, man. You know, lighter. As you get older, you're supposed to lose more weight, get lighter on your feet, less stress on your knees. You think heavy D's is going to last longer when your job is to rush, pass rush? Offensive linemen last longer, you know? And I think if you notice, offensive linemen, they lose weight. A lot of them slim down. Yeah, especially after they retire. Yeah, after they retire, for sure. But I mean, even as they're actively playing, like Andrew Whitworth, the lineman for the uh, Rams, remember him? He... They, this man was like retired and they begged him to come back and he came back and they won the Super Bowl when he was 40. He played 15 games, but like he, I think at his peak was like 330. He's 6'7", 330. He's an LSU. He's from West Monroe, Louisiana. He went to LSU. He's a real Bayou boy. So, you know, he was eating gumbo his whole life. But I think as he got older, he was slimming down. That's why he was able to play long. And then even like another homie, uh, what's my man that played for the for the Eagles? Jason Peters, remember him? Bodyguard, yeah. Yeah, he's played until he's forty, and I think yeah, he at his peak he was three twenty eight. I think he's tried to slim down a little bit. Like even uh, what's Travis Kelsey's brother named Jason Kelsey? 
he's older, right? And he's still balling at a high level. Like, it's tight that their family has two Hall of Famers. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy, um, Jeff right? Saturday, Jeff Sat- yeah, that is pretty crazy. Jeff Saturday played for a long time. And, um, yeah, a lot of linemen coach. play for Larry Allen. You remember Larry Allen, the strongest man in the NFL? He played for a long time. He played until he was 36. Line, offensive linemen be lasting long. Yeah, that's true. But not not really defensive tackles. Yeah, the pass rushers last long, like you mentioned. Even like how uh, we talked about, yeah, the Giants. How Yeah, you mentioned Strahan. And then 2011, O.C. Uminyora was still around. He was young in 2007, and he was the old head in 2011. But Bruce, yeah. Smith lasted a long-ass time. You said who did? Smith. And then... And then fucking Julius Peppers just wouldn't quit. He went from the Panthers to the, <laughs> to the Bears. Browns, he called that the, the Bears, Bears. Then to the Packers. Oh, yeah, he did. Falling on the Packers. Oh, was he an NFC North guy at the end? Yeah, he was. Oh, he, he went, went back cold. to Carolina's last two years. In the cold, doing damage, 6'8", monster. Yeah, basketball player. Just a straight monster. and I, But also, tight ends last long, too. They do, but I'm hoping, well, I'm hope that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping, because I'm looking at Gronkowski and saying, I hope that that's not Travis Kelsey, because when you're the overwhelming number one option, you know New England, who the hell else were they passing to? They had to throw to Gronk so much, he broke down. Well, Gronk broke down. I'm hoping that doesn't happen to Travis Kelsey. Gronk broke down because he's never been as nimble as Travis Kelsey. That's true. That's true. That's very true. Gronk was just he's, he's Frankenstein. But yeah, exactly. He's Frankenstein. While Travis Kelsey can like he's a wide receiver. Yeah, like and then like even Tony Gonzalez, you know, he's a little bit more nimble. Yeah, Jason, wide receiver type. Yeah. Jason Witten could wasn't that nimble, but for some reason he just knew how to like because <laughs> he just knew how to run that out route, man. <laughs> he knew how to use his body. That out route, man. <laughs> hey, man. They go always open on that out route, man. They're not looking for him. Antonio Gates got hurt a lot, but he could have been one of the best ever, too. Yeah, wide is. receiver, man. And Shannon, I don't know if he lasted so long, but he lasted a long time. Hey, man, Jason Whitlock. I said Jason Whitlock. Jason Witten got bullied because of how bad he was on Monday Night Football. He went back to get more CTE. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was, that's crazy. <laughs> now, what's crazy is how Brian Erlacher helped Deion Sanders get hair again. Oh, yeah, he went to go full with the plug. Yeah, he was like, Shannon Sharp I, 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 lasted until he was 35. That's not bad. That's pretty good, yeah. right? Yeah, but uh, speaking of Dion, man, it's about to be uh, uh the death. It's about to be um, takeoff part two, fuck nigga. They about to get flu flam by you. Yeah, it's over, man. They about to start losing and I want to ask you some questions, man. Because, you know, I mentioned his name just now, confusing him with Jason Witten. Jason Whitlock, you said he's very critical and he hates on Dion and he's jealous of Dion. If you would give him advice on how he should approach this topic, what do you think he could do to get his message out? Do you agree with anything he said? Like how he he felt like, that Dion, because of how he was as a player, he doesn't know how to identify linemen. And that's uh, why his lineman is shaky at the beginning because 
he couldn't identify the right type of players to build that great trench work. When your son's the quarterback, you would think you know how to identify linemen, but it is obvious he doesn't really care about them because I remember a reporter asked him uh, when they played uh, their la- the last game they won, and it was a true freshman starting at center. And a reporter asked him in the press conference, hey, he's played a pretty good game. Can you tell me uh, how you thought about his performance? And he said, who? He didn't know who that boy was. So, I mean, he, you know, he don't give a damn about linemen. So you said that um, defensive coaches can't. They have bad lines. But uh, Deion, Deion Sanders said he's he's calls himself an offensive coach. I, I was literally just about to say that. Like <laughs> it's weird that he was a defensive great, but he seems like an offensive minded football. Yeah, player. that's why he's that's why it's weird. He didn't I know how to put together offensive line, especially since his son's the quarterback. He's been working from an offensive mindset for a long time because of Shador. So that's why I thought he would have that line. But it is interesting that the reason why. He never won the Black National Championship, a.k.a. the Celebration Bowl, is that every time he went against the MEAC schools, especially when they played South Carolina State, they got smoked in the trenches. And even though the MEAC stinks compared to the SWAC team for team, because the SWAC is 12 schools and the MEAC is fucking six schools, the MEAC still knows how to get trenches, boys. I don't know how, because we're on the East Coast, the Mid-Atlantic, they in the deep south. I don't know, but that's how the MEAC would get them. So it's interesting that even though he saw that two years in a row, we got smoked in the celebration bowl. He moves up to power five football and he still can't get his line right. I mean, I would I just feel like it's only his first year, so it doesn't really count. Like Yeah, it's his first year. We we hey, he's having fun, man. He's us the first three games, really one game, because who else did he play? Colorado State and who else? Colorado State, TCU, and Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska and Colorado State don't really count. TCU barely counts. Oregon is a football powerhouse. So I, I literally knew that that was going to happen because yeah, I TCU's. I mean, USC is going to murk them. Like now that they're in a Pac-10 schedule, Pac-12 schedule, they're going to get smoked. Yeah, like in USC's even bigger powerhouse than Oregon. So I already I knew like. I just couldn't see. They're going to get smoked by Washington. Washington's in the top 10 this year. Washington, they've always been. Yeah, they've always been pretty good. Now they're great again. So, like, I just got a nice left-handed quarterback, by the way, too. I like him, man. He's an NFL prospect I'm looking at. I forgot. I think it's like Michael Penix Jr. I just couldn't see them being competitive against an Oregon. I just couldn't see it. Like, it was just like, this is Oregon, like we're talking about. Like, this is like a new shit some this is like a new system with colorado i mean they've been around for i used to use i used to do shit with them in ncaa football yeah but, colorado's always been a cool team they had cool uniforms the buffaloes you know that gold and black is always going to hit the gold black and white yeah mm-hmm. you know i think if you played with them in ncaa football one of their uh recruiting data like one of their recruiting pipelines is california so i mean you know you need that west coast shit when you aren't playing in Colorado. So yeah, I think Dion he'll be good eventually, but it is interesting. Three years, four years as a coach, still ain't fixed that line, boy. We watching you. 
us fat boys, we watch offensive line. That's what Jason Whitlock said. He said, if there's anything I know, it's offensive line. That's all I know. I I didn't I wasn't good enough to play the NFL, but I was good enough to play D1 football offensive line. I was all state in high school. My quarterback was Jeff George. I know offensive line, and I know Dion. He can't identify because he's all that prime time. You 57. You still calling yourself prime time. He didn't like that. <laughs> I would say that I agree that I, I don't really like the shit talking that Dion and his sons do after the games. I think that's kind of just like weird, but that's just my style of doing things. This is I just this is how I am, but I respect their confidence because I feel like it makes them better. I would say that is like a little annoying. Like, but um, other than that, I think Jason Whitlock, he needs to just give <laughs> equal amount of praise. He needs to give the equal amount of praise as he does the criticism so it won't come off as hate because he doesn't. It's just too much criticism. And that really? just no, it's not enough balance to be effective. No, you're right. You're right. I agree with you on that point. And his perspective is that everybody's kissing Dion's ass, so I don't have to do it. I'm going to just talk about the other stuff. Because I remember the first time they won, when they upset TCU, I saw he had a little video. It was like, man, Dion, you had a great moment, and you had to make it all about yourself and make it racial. Why'd you have to do that, man? And Dion even... And show Dion even saw that that was wrong because a few days later he talked about yeah it's not black or white it's about just being Colorado I was like yeah Dion even knows he's moving ugly but that's the thing no one is like like his point no one is gonna talk about the stuff that Dion does wrong because in America now it's questionable to judge black people you know you're gonna either be looked at as a coon or a racist if you judge black people now we're in a weird world when you criticize people, now you're a hater. So when we live in this weird old world when people are sensitive and punks and can't take criticism, then you're going to have a lot of pussy-ass shit, you know? And we're going to have these type of people that are too sensitive, like Devin Booker being scared. Why are you double-teaming me? Oh, it's, oh, come on, man. We're just, we're just having a summer run. Why are you double-teaming me? We got all this sucker stuff because people don't know how to work hard and they don't know how to be disciplined. But it is what it is, man. I guess we just got to evolve and become more sensitive with it. Be more emotional with it, man. I mean, it is kind of hate. And then sometimes black people need to just shut the fuck up. Stop trying to tell other black people what to do. Like, Hey, he, that's his job, Jamal. He's, else a, does that? he's a critic. No else does that. There's no like white person that says, white people, we need to do this. Maybe they do need to do that shit more. And maybe that's they the do, though. That's, that's the, the problem. They, they don't, that's we don't pay attention to their worlds, though. Don't do that, dog. Tucker Carlson don't fucking count. Nobody cares about that. That's what I'm saying. We don't pay attention. And that's the political world. They do. They're, they're supposed to criticize people. That's politics. Yeah, no, they don't have coaches. And Niggas' shit lives on the line. This is just sports. We don't have sports people that do that and shit. Like, we, every fucking day, there's somebody saying, Black people, we need to do this. We need to do like shut your ass up. Stop. Like, I don't even think it's black people. I think it's Jason Whitlock just talking about coaches because he uh, he's the one that brought up. Yeah, he was because he brought we got up Boyce Watkins's. We got fucking Doctor Umar's. We got yeah, I mean, yeah. We got fucking Michael Eric Dyson's. We got Lamar, all of those Lamar. brothers combined have no. All of those brothers combined still combined for no motion, man. They're all underground brothers. We pay attention to them because we're black. They really don't have any motion outside of us, man. That's but, why they don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And as you know, you barely see these guys. It's easy to avoid them. They don't really do that much. They're not really in your algorithm unless I it's funny. Stuff. He was pretty popular in, in the 2000s. 
Yeah, he was cool because he rhymed and shit. He was a a rapping a rapping professor. That was cute. All right, get he out rhymed. Of here, nigga. He, did, he did rhyme. Yeah, get out of here, nigga. Want to rap? Did he want to rap? Yeah, nigga wanted to be a rapper so bad. And what's the second best thing if you can be if you're not a rapper? You know, when you have to be a mature modern man and get your mind right. He was a pastor, man. You know, he's a minister, man. You know, oh huh, yeah. You didn't know he was a pastor? No. Just like Al Sharpton's a pastor. You know, they're the OG rappers, man, before we lost our way in the ghetto. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I just think Jason Whitlock, like, bro, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> listen to me, what the fuck you be saying? This nigga just be saying anything. But I feel him, though. I, I, no, I agree with you. I don't agree with everything he says. I just like laughing. I just like hearing somebody say his what he says because it's funny. <laughs> But um, yeah, check him out, man. If you bored on Saturday, or even if you busy, look at Washington highlights. Check check out my boy Michael Penix Jr. He's representing for us lefties out here. And uh, before we disappear, one last thing. I got a quick question for you. You know, Drake is dropping for the all the dogs next week, October six. You know, he's the sixth god. And his company is called October's Very Own. So it's combining two things to make his album release go crazy. What are you expecting? We were talking about his discography earlier, his place in the game. We had him number five, and then I said, hey, Kanye, and then we put him the number six all time. So what are you expecting from him on this album? Um, Just being mean to women a little bit. Um. It's probably saying something about Megan Stallion again. Um, I don't know what to expect from that nigga. I don't know. Just like little Twitter quotes and just some like type of songs that people want to like play at parties. And I don't know. I'm really not a Drake fan, so I don't know what the fuck to expect from this nigga. I barely have ever even listened to any of his albums. I don't know shit from Views. I can't even name you all of it. <laughs> I forgot Scorpion was an album. I know about Take Care. Nothing was the same. What's the first album called? Thank Me Later. Yeah, see? Um, trying to think of the other ones. Yeah, I can't really, I can't even name his albums. People think that shit is blasphemous. I love it. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, man. It's supposed to be a hip-hop historian, and you don't know the careers of one of the greatest rappers ever, a guy that you said was top five. Proves your point. His his singles and shit. It's all I really <laughs> need. That's why I asked you, what do you rate more, singles or albums? I don't uh, even think you really answered it. <laughs> it's not one or the other for me. It's a combina combination. Oh, all right, Gary, there you go. And they killed that freestyle, too, by the way. Yeah, they did their thing. Shout out to the, the Beige Brotherhood from the UK to Canada. You know? They doing their thing. Shout out to J. Cole. He needs to meet with them. Shout out to Logic. He needs to get with them, too. All of those brothers need to live. Yeah, Cole can't slide on that beat like Call that. Call Blake Griffin, too, man. Call those brothers. Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. J. Cole, can't slide, on, J. Cole can't slide on that beat like that. Who else needs to pull up with them? It's funny. Um, Steph can't pull up with them because he's, like, more black. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Then you try to put him. You want to put him in there. He's I do because I think I got a feeling his mom is biracial. Yeah, that, but not only he is. And his dad is probably biracial. That's what I'm saying. If two biracial, not biracial. Dead, you're biracial. 
not biracial. Have you seen his parents? I don't know. I haven't seen his parents. We never seen Steph's grandparents. They hide them. I don't know if they're still physically with us. I don't want to disrespect. But I haven't seen Steph's our grandparents. We don't know, man. And you know, this is he, and Dell Harris is from Virginia, so I mean, I ain't gonna talk, but we know what Dell's doing down here. Curry. That's all I'm gonna say. I said, yeah, I said Dell Harris, yeah, Dell Curry. <laughs> I think Dell Harris is a white man that was a coach. Yeah, I'm geek. <laughs> a bitch is gay. Whoa, whoa, that's okay. Oh, yeah. Wow, that reminded me. Shout out to Hetty One and K Trap for putting out their project Strength to Strength. 10 tracks, the only feature is Clavish on Triple Threat. Clavish kills it. On the outro, Hetty One says that he's never been to Atlanta, but Future taught him how to rap. That's cool for me because I'm a big Future fan. Y'all already know, and I'm a big Hetty One fan. And they have a song together, which is fire, on Hetty One's first album, Edna. Check it out, man. But yeah, man, what, what new music have you been listening to? I've also been listening to... HNIC by Prodigy Heavy. Great album. That's a classic for me. Uh I, only one song I, I didn't I didn't like was Rock That Shit because of the beat. I think Bink did that beat. Yeah, but I didn't like it. But um other than that, the joint is fire, great production. Shout out to his homies, uh Rapper Noy, Bars and Hooks. They all do their thing. Diamond Fire Track. A lot of those beats, you can tell that Prodigy is the father of the modern underground. Of course, you already know Alchemist is his brother. They made a lot of projects together, most notably Return to the Mac. I'm going to be listening to that soon and Mob Deep, uh, Hell on Earth. I'm on my fall swag, you know. I've been also listening to The Boy. You know, shout out to Vallejo. I think he's locked right now, so free you. I've been listening to KP Skywalker. I don't know if you remember, Jamal, but when I was talking to you and Ose last week when we were on our way going to... I've been telling you about him for a long time, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no. When we were talking about, um, what's it called, fooling with uh, what's the next immediate, and I was like, yeah, you got to go local and expand it. So I was like, hey, man, I'm going to start giving local rappers chances. So I gave KP Skywalker a chance today. And he is a young Gleesh clone. And I don't mean that in a disrespect. I like he him. Gleesh in one of his videos. Yeah, I just think like his tone, his voice is very similar to Gleesh. And that's understandable. They're both from D.C. I don't know if they're from the same section. You said Gleesh. He was... might be from like Otis. And shit. So, yeah. So I could see like, all right, he's like he sounds like uh, Gleesh with, you know, the modern DMV, you know, flow. But I like his style. He's cool. And like I said in the group chat, I think I'm going to have Paco Panama. The Matrix is one of my top 25 favorite projects of the year. So, hey, I'm giving local rap a chance. I'm not going to be, you know, closing my ears to what's going on around me. I'm going to try to elevate and help inspire and criticize and make it better. That's what I'm going to do, man. And I can't make it better. I can't criticize. I can't link with these people if I don't even give this their music a chance, that's why I know next summer and next year, 2024, is going to be crazy because, yeah, hey, I'm going to be more active. We're going to be doing more. We're expanding the Doing Wave Network brand, Chabasu Convos. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. You already know. I can already see us doing hosting parties and stuff, Get 
get DJ Ball Mall outside more doing more functions in the city, linking up with other DJs, making some coalition type shit. I see a lot of things in the future, man. That I think is gonna be turned up. But uh what new music have you been listening to or old music? What what's been on your in your whip, on your headphones? What what you've been riding to, living to? Hawks clean. Whoa. Gonna. Um bumping a few songs from um Quavo's album. Been bumping Ganger. A few songs from Babyface Ray album. I didn't really I only listened to that album once and didn't really go back as much. I'm gonna go back to it though. As far as new music, I like Sexy Red's few new songs. And um that's about it. None of these <laughs> niggas, niggas is not getting my attention. They all suck. You need to be like your homegirl DJ Bree Mafia. Shout out to her. I like her mindset. Connect with the youth, man. Listening to more music, man. When you're from Tennessee, I've been listening to this shit my whole fucking life. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Like you niggas is just late. Y'all niggas, y'all fucking New York loving ass niggas out here on the East Coast. Y'all niggas just got on this shit in the 2010s. I've been listening to this down south, three six mafia, cash money. Master P shit my whole life. My family's from Mobile, Alabama and Memphis, Tennessee. Been bumping all this shit my whole life. You know Cash Money was big everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no Limit was big A everywhere. lot of niggas ain't have an older brother that was bumping that shit every day, too. So that's hey, another thing. That's what I'm saying. My brother and my cousins were. So shout out to Steven, Elvis, Moses. A lot of niggas don't have brothers that are eight years older than them. A lot of niggas no, don't. Are, shout out to Jose. He didn't older have an older brother. He was just hip. Yeah, a lot of niggas are the older brother. Or like their brother's like four years older. So they was on some Jay-Z dipset ass shit. So you know what I'm saying? Like only time I ever heard my brother play Jay-Z for real was a Blueprint 2. And it was on the song Guns N' Roses featuring Lenny Kravitz, produced by Heavy B. Uh, Heavy D, excuse me, rest in peace, Heavy D, but that beat was geeky. Let me tell you about Guns and Roses. Let me tell you about friends and Guns and Roses. That show was huff. It made me laugh. I was like, man, Jay-Z is geek. Every time I would see Jay-Z, he was always doing something funny, and it, that's why I never liked him. It was hilarious. But yeah. <laughs> all this shit is like I'm ready for the transition. This nigga is mad. You mad at everything though. You this my mad at the world. Look, that's how you've been living. No, I haven't. I've been enjoying all my old shit. Whoa. <laughs> oh yeah. I will also say that. It was like I like blue looks corn. I like gonna. Then you just started dissing East Coast people out of nowhere. <laughs> I also will say that Uzi hey, had CTE man. Uzi had the best verse on Ganger. You said who? Uzi. Hey man, I know you like that song a lot. Oh yeah, the the heady one in future song guys is called Here No Evil. Check that out. Yeah, Great definitely. Check that out. It's tight. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, you love that verse a lot. That shit cranks. I wish Uzi would do more of that kind of shit. Get off those stupid ass beats and get on some shit like that. Like, see how good he is on a beat that sounds like that. Well, Zion, <laughs> Bro, like get off all that raging ass fake Memphis shit. Like switch it up. Like rappers used to rap on all kinds of shit. Really. Like Nudie, he don't just do like the Memphis trap sound. Hey man, he likes video game beats, man. Shout out to the video game beat era. 
Trippy Red said he's the one that taught Pierre how to do that. He oh, said, you saw that video that said how Pierre blackballed everybody? <laughs> yeah, how Pierre mixed himself. Yeah, he's geek. But it, hey, I just watched that over the weekend. That's shout out to Drunk and Nasty. It just went gold. So, hey, he's doing all right. Drake was supposed to be on it. Silly Goose. Yeah. yeah, that video makes him look like a straight geeker. This, I didn't even know he was mad at Lancey Foe. That was hilarious. <laughs> that nigga always seemed mean to me, but I didn't know it was that fucking mean. Dang, you didn't know he was that lost up? That's cool, man. Shout out to Pierre. Yeah. My expectations. No, oh, yeah, Drake, by the way, my expectations for all the dogs. Yeah, dog boy activity. Drake has the number one song in America with uh, SZA, Slime You Out. It's his, I think, what, 13th number one or 12th number one? I think he's either one behind Michael Jackson or he just tied Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. He just tied Michael Jackson. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, all right. So, yeah, shout out to Drake for doing that. You going to pass Michael Jackson for number ones. You'll never pass him in record sales. But passing him in number ones is amazing. That's a great stat to have. That record sales shit, they need to stop that shit, too. Like, nigga, the only way we could get your albums if we went and bought it. They'd be saying, people left our house and went to go get it. Uh, duh, that was nigga. the only way to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the yeah. fuck are they talking about? Yeah, they just just they just talking about how the music industry finessed us into not buying stuff anymore. That's all. Or I finesse it I didn't know. finesse the fan, it finessed the artist more so. But hey, I, I still buy music, so yeah, it is what it is. Well, you're tired of old people saying that they people had to go outside. Oh, uh, nigga, there was nothing else we could do. So yeah. <laughs> like we like the music we gonna get it motherfucker and as think? soon as people as soon as bootlegging got high we started bootlegging you know so yeah hey it is what it is my bootlegging brooklyn. killed the music industry it is what it is my brooklyn bitch in the garden yeah while we watching the knicks all right now we'll holla at you later man y'all stay blessed out there peace <laughs>